Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is 365 Sports. The Midway Panthers podcast with David Smoke and head coach Shane Anderson is brought to you by Bird Culchin Ford, Centex Bookkeeping, the U.S. Army Waco Recruiting Company, Baylor Scott and White Southwest Sports Medicine, Safe and Secure Storage, and TFNB, your bank for life. Weekly Midway Football, Midway Panthers Football Podcast with head coach Shane Anderson. I'm David Smoke. This is 365 Sports, and everything starts anew. You hear that a lot. And at times I, I'm like, ah, oh, it's kind of corny, but anything that's happened, 4 and 0, 3 and 1, 2 and 2, 1 and 3, 0 and 4, none of that matters other than what you've learned from it or gotten better from it, because these are the games starting now, 12 6 A Hutto on the road Friday night that lead to whether you play after the first week in November. Is that what you've been telling your players? Absolutely. You know, and like, I, like I've told people, you know, I'll put our non-district schedule up against anybody in the state of Texas. I think we've played a really, really good non-district schedule. And, you know, I think their records speak for themselves. And uh, I think we've learned a lot. And I think we're a better football team. And I think we're ready to go. All right. So, Hutto has Will Hammond. We saw him last year. You beat them at home last year. And he's he can he's a gunslinger now, and he's got Alex Green, the wide receiver, who's fantastic. Hammond's committed to Texas Tech. You've seen good quarterbacks. The guy at Weiss, oh no, uh, at Vandegrift was smooth as silk. What makes him so dangerous? Because I don't think it's just his arm. No, I mean I think he's a football player. Uh, you know I think he could play any position on the field: defensive back, receiver, running back. He could do it all. Uh, he's a good, you know, he's just a tough kid. Got a lot of grit. You know, he doesn't uh, – you can watch film on him, and he's not out there running his mouth. He's a leader, uh, you know, and, and he runs just as tough, you know, as, as he you know as he throws it. And so, you know, he's a football player. He's going to make plays, and when, when they've got to have it, number two is going to have the football in his hands. Alex Green's the wide receiver. Is he as good as Miles Coleman at Vandegrift? Yeah, it's a, I think he's a different uh, – it's a different kid. He's more of a possession, uh, big – bodied uh you know eight deep, to ten catches a game yeah yep. deep threat you know he's going he'll he'll win the 50 50 ball most of the time uh you know he's not a slasher he's not gonna just burn by you he's not gonna you know they're not trying to get him the ball in space so to speak uh but he's a really really good high school wide receiver and he's gonna be a really good college wide receiver i use this analogy with shane and the interview we'll have in our friday pregame by the way seven o'clock pregame seven thirty the kickoff right at, at huddo to open up 12 6 a on 106 7 fm the eagle and also on the sikkim 365 app i play golf i love to play golf and and i'm not bad my handicaps are like a right now a five but if I have a tough front nine, no matter what, if it's like just not quite good enough or if it's like, my goodness, I want to go to the car and put my clubs up, the thing about golf is you can clear it because there's another nine. It still adds to the score you've screwed up, but it does seem like you start over. Is that an analogy that makes sense with district games starting now? Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, our number one goal is to be a playoff football team. And, uh, you know, Obviously, we want to win every game we play, and we want the record to be, a, you know, more wins than losses. But at the end of the day, 
you know, our goal is to get this senior class uh, back in the playoffs. Uh, they've done everything we've asked them to do since we've been here. We have a handful of them that have been uh, three-year lettermen on the varsity and that have taken it on the chin. Mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, you know, they've, they've bought in, they've stuck around, they've hung around. Uh, you know, and they've done everything we've asked. And it, it's our job as coaches and it's it's their job as players for each other to uh, go out there, you know, starting this Friday night and find a way to get in the playoffs. So, so far in 12-6A, everybody's pretty much taken a beating in, in some ways with the record. And they also have played good people, too. But other than Weiss out of Pflugerville, who you closed the year with, everyone else is kind of like trying to stay above water. Harker Heights has had a couple of nice wins, but even they've had a hick year, too. Is it wide open right now, this district? Yeah, I think so. I think, uh, you know, it's, it's good football teams that have played good people, like you said. And, uh, you know, I think everybody, you know, every year is different and really every week's different. And, uh, you know, it's a matter of getting better and, and getting hot at the right time and staying healthy, you know. And, uh, you know, in our district, there's not a whole lot of depth. You know, I think, you know, you can look, start with us. I mean, you know, and I think that's the, that's the biggest deal. And you go to the Metroplex or you go to, you know, the Austin area and you're looking at 3,000 to, to 5,000 students in a high school and, and those kind of programs, there's a little, seems to be a little bit more depth. You know, we're the biggest school and uh, everybody else is is within 200 kids of us enrollment-wise. So we're all very, very comparable. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, all of us have really good players at, at certain positions, and all of us are trying to hide players at certain positions. And so, you know, it's just it's, it's what high school football is about. It's about getting the kids to believe and getting them to go out there and play hard every week. And like I said, we're going to have to show up to play the next six weeks. I know that when people look at a score against Heath last week in Rockwall, 31-24, it was 31-3 at one point. Never seen a game where I've seen a couple of safeties so quick, almost identical. But the end result is that Jackson Baird hit a couple of long uh, – Ty Brown hit Jackson for a couple of long throws, and there was a chance. So who knows? A onside kick, the ball can bounce funny. What did that mean? despite the fact you still lost the game and we're down by four scores. Well, I think you said it, you know, the, the final score obviously uh, looked a lot better than it was, at, you know, in the third quarter. And, uh, you know, we, we challenged our kids at halftime, you know, uh, to, to come out and fight and, uh, you know, not give up no matter what the scoreboard said. And, and, and hats off to Coach Webb and the Heath Hawks. I mean, they, they were ready to play. Mm -hmm. And they were a lot more ready to play than we were. And they played a lot harder than we played in the in the first half especially. And, uh, you know, we were their homecoming. And, uh, you know, I challenged our kids at, home, at, at halftime, you know, hey, look, they're going to have a party tonight. I mean, it's going to be a homecoming party. Then you can either ruin it or you can you can let them have a really good party. And, and I think our kids went out there and fought for four quarters and – you know, here we are again this week, and we're Huddo's homecoming. So, you know, we, we've we been in our kids' ears this week, and, and they understand that, that this one means something, and this is not non-district, and that we have to go out and play well. And I think your Temple's homecoming. Yeah, that's the word on the street. Okay. That kind of – I want to use another word. That, <laughs> that, that gets you a little bit? Well, I mean, like I said – I mean, if – I'm sorry. I was never well, very athletic. I just had – I was – like the guy that was the stirred it up guy, and I just played hard, which means I wasn't very athletic. But that would be something that I I, I don't even know what I would be like on game night. I mean, yeah. that would I, I don't want to do any pregame speech here, but that would infuriate me. Yeah, you know, and that's – I mean, I think, uh, you know, times have changed. You know, I hope our kids take it the same way I take it. I'll tell you that. Okay. Uh, you saw a freshman in running back. You had told me about Lathan Wissington, his brother. Landon's a safety. 
um, that he's got something to him, and he does, but he's 14 years old. <laughs> uh, but he scored, and Longoria had a nice run right before that. Your running game's not right now hitting much, but that's why you wanted to give Lathan a little bit of an opportunity to add to the mix. How good is, or how good can he be? No, I think he can be really, really good. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest with you, I've already started sending his stuff out and getting his name out to guys that I know at the Power 5 level, and, uh, you know, he... Uh, I coached a kid named JV on Sunday. Oh, yeah. And uh, he reminds me a lot of that young man. And so uh, I think he he can be really, really special. And, and like you said, he's still a baby. Uh, you know, he's 14-year-old freshman. And, uh, you know, it's it's funny. Uh, my son's in eighth grade, and he's 14. And so <laughs> Lathan's basically two months younger than my son, who is in eighth grade, and Lathan's a freshman. So, um like I said, I've, I've tried to give Jackson every opportunity to to be as mature as possible. But, uh, you know, Lathan's a really good player, uh, very, very physical. I think you saw that in some runs. Yeah. And, and you know, he's got to learn how to take care of himself. He's got to learn – you know, he's got to get better at the pass pro, got to get better at some things, you know, to, you know, to be expected from a freshman. But, you know, we look for big things out of him. He's had another great week of practice, and I think you're going to see an even better Lathan Friday night. Four picks could have been – which means it didn't happen. Could One was called back for what I thought was a little ticky-tack on Canyon Martin, I think, when he had a pick, who was as much the receiver as the receiver. You had the one DJ drop one in the end zone next play they score. You had a couple of others. That, that, that means you didn't make the plays, but it also means you're close to that. And I know that sounds like, yeah, but, but just yeah, I mean, so we've, close. We've, we've talked to our kids about, you know, putting yourself in position. You know, obviously it starts with having a great week of practice and understanding what they're fixing to do and uh, based on formation and based on down and distance. And, you know, I think our kids have really, really learned a lot of football defensively the first four weeks. And, you know, we were right there. Like you said, we, we dropped three of them right there in our hands. And, you know, you get four turnovers in a ball game like that, you're probably going to win the football Absolutely, game. Absolutely, And yeah. so, you know, that's just, you know, but – like I said, close only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. Carlos Talton at, at times has made big plays. He had a huge sack in that game. And then I thought Donovan Jones was a man in that game. Now, there's yeah. probably some things he could have done better. I don't get to watch the film. I don't know if it – but there were times when he looked like a grown man in bringing some things from you or for you on the defensive end. Yeah, Donovan's a good football player, you know, and he's he's been a defensive guy, you know, Last year, as a freshman, he played both sides. In junior high, he played both sides. And, uh, you know, like I said, last year he was primarily a defensive guy. And, you know, uh, Coach President and those guys on offense have used him as a tight end. And, and he's created some mismatches and, and uh, done some things, you know, for us there. And, you know, now he loves playing defense. And when he gets out there, he plays with his hair on fire. And, and uh, you know, but I think he's played himself into really, really good shape. And, uh, you know, we, we, you know, my goal for my goal for Donovan, I told him, I said, I don't want you to come off the field. I want you to be the best football player in the district, uh, but you got to prepare like it. You got to practice like it. Mm -hmm. And that's hard for a kid to understand that, you know, the preparation. I mean, you got to you got to think the film prep, the uh, practice prep times two. And that's different, and especially at the 6A level. And so he's really embraced it. He, he does a great job, man. He, he shows up on Monday mornings at, you know, 720, and we start scouting report at 730, and, and he's ready to go, and he practices really, really well. And, and so, you know, like I said, we need him to stay healthy, and we need him to keep playing well. Last thing on football. You have a team that has a little bit of that, what I call, stuff in the neck. I mean, they you got some guys that are – they're emotional. 
maybe overly so, but at least they're emotional. Some things that happen post-play. There's been kind of a, a trend. But they are they're trying to, like, scratch and claw. You'd hope it turned that into what they're doing during the play. A little bit on the edge at times because you're not a team that can afford – to give somebody an automatic first down or to lose 15 yards on offense. Yeah, absolutely not. You know, and, and that's not that's not football. That's not the brand of football we want to play. Uh, you know, we want to play between the whistles. We want to play tough, physical. And, uh, you know, you've seen it. You've watched plenty of football. And, you know, sometimes when you're taking it on the chin a little bit, yep. you get frustrated. And, you know, and I'm as guilty as anybody. Uh, you know, I, I say things and do things sometimes that, that you know, um, you know, I don't necessarily mean just out of frustration. And so, you know, you got to understand, but at the same time, you know, that's part of being a football player is being disciplined and self-disciplined and controlling yourself. And, and that's part of being a man. And uh, the rest of your life, you're going to have to face things that you don't like and things that make you mad and, and you're going to have to handle it or, or you're not going to have a job and you're not going to be married and you're not going to, you know, do the things that you want to do as a man. Three and 21 is your record at, uh, at Midway. And I know you don't want to hear that, but that I say that, because I want to put things in perspective. And, and again, the game on Friday, 7.30, we'll have our pregame on 106.7 FM at 7. And also, you can hear it on the on the app, Sikkim 365 app. There's a link for that. But you're walking off the field after losing in Rockwall, and all of a sudden you uh, are told that you've lost a man that loved you to death, who thought you were perfect, but really was a major part of who you are today and your grandfather and Tommy. Um, give him, give people a chance to know what Tommy meant for you. All right. Well, uh, you told me you were going to do this. And and so I'm not, I was a little bit prepared, but it's still, it's tough. And, uh, you know, he was, he was, uh, he was my biggest fan for four. I'll be 40 years old, uh, next Saturday, the 30th. And he was my biggest fan for 40 years. And, uh, it's tough, but, uh, at the same time, he, he was, a he was, he was, he was what I wish we had more of, like you mm-hmm. said, and, uh, you know, he's a tough, hard-nosed, uh, loved big, loved hard. You know, he was one of the biggest Conley Cadet fans there was. And, uh, you know, I think that's probably the only thing he's ever been disappointed in me is for <laughs> leaving Conley. And, uh, you know, he uh, – but at the same time, I know he loves me and and, and I know he's going to be watching over us and, and all of his grandkids and great-grandkids. And, you know, like I told somebody the other day, uh, you know, the, the coolest thing is is he's 89 years old and – and he he didn't lose a kid or he didn't lose a grandkid before he passed, and that's how it's supposed to be. Right. And he lived a good life, and he showed us what hard work and and uh, love and 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 just you know passion for your family was about. And so you know we'll celebrate him next week. Uh, my cousins are coaching the Panhandle, and so we've kind of scheduled his services around football. And uh, you know my uncle's a coach at Conley still, and. Uh, so we're uh, we're gonna have that service next Tuesday. That's my cousin and them's bye week. They're six hours away, so it made sense to uh, not make them drive six hours and then turn around and drive six hours back. So it's their bye week. They'll be able to come in, spend some time with us, and uh, you know we'll get that done and and, and pay respects to him and, and celebrate his life. But uh, I appreciate you asking about him and 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 I love him and he he's he's in a better place. Passed away on Friday during the evening and. Shane, as he's walking off the field with family, uh, getting to know that. And I, I say that because, listen, wins and losses are huge. And you want to win a lot more than you lose and, and, and all of that. But it does put life in perspective. When I've lost both of my parents, lost all four of the basically parents, all my grandparents, all of them are gone. And, and those days put things in perspective. You wish you could, like, carry over the, 
the hurt or the feelings be, and be as good as they were uh, throughout your life. Uh, I love you, man. I, I do, and I know it's not easy at 0-4, and I know there's a lot of work to be done, but I wanted everyone to understand the emotions of what life, real life, is about. Yeah, I appreciate it. I love you, too, and I appreciate what you do for Shane us. Shane Anderson's the football coach at Midway. Huddle, Friday night. They have a stadium they've redone. It's going to be great. 7 o'clock pregame, 7.30, the kick in Huddle, Midway, 12-6A. David Smoke with my great friend Shane Anderson. This is 365 Sports. This is 365 Sports. The Midway Panthers podcast with David Smoke and head coach Shane Anderson is brought to you by Bird Culchin Ford, Centex Bookkeeping, the U.S. Army Waco Recruiting Company, Baylor Scott and White Southwest Sports Medicine, Safe and Secure Storage, and TFNB, your bank for life.